Sydney's number one podcast, West Underground. Welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today we are joined by none other than the Black Cardinals. They're here, they're with us. You can't hear that. That's a big clap. That was, that was, a clap. That was smooth. Welcome, yeah. fellas. Welcome, hey, in here. Thanks hey, for having man. us. Thanks for having us. The, uh, the main, would you consider yourselves the main two in the band? Nah, no. No? We just don't say it now because the rest, the rest of them will be watching and then you can just be like, yeah, that is me. <laughs> no, we don't do that. We, we, uh, we started that this gig and said that there's no leaders and... Yeah. No lead guitarist, there's no lead shit. You yeah. are a five way part of the band. That's yeah, it. that's awesome. How long have you been together now? COVID? 2019. Started, 2019. Yeah, yeah. 2019. feels like you just came out of nowhere to. Well, yeah, we were going somewhere and then fucking COVID hit. Yeah. And, um, we were about to do a tour with um, uh, Godiva. Oh, yeah. Germany. Yeah. And then uh, that got Cadaver. Whatever they're called. Godiva is another one. Right? <laughs> it was Cadaver. It was meant to be like our first international opener at Frankie's. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that uh, got stopped with COVID. So it was a nice head start and then uh, then it was crushed. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel coming out of the pandemic though? Like how do you feel years ago? We, we did our first show back at Frankie's and it was a sit down show. Yeah. And um, I think it was probably one of the best shows we've ever done because we wanted it so bad. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, just rearing to go out of the gate, you know. Yeah. So no, you know what? Look, we, we've had a we've had a bit of a rocky couple of years. <laughs> mm. um, a lot of pluses and minuses. I guess we'll talk about that today. But yeah, yeah we're we're in a, we're doing all right. Yeah, I think he's out as well, man. And he's a good band as well. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like oh shucks, yeah, you know, <laughs> quality shines through. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Quite no, often. No, um, there's no leaders. Remember? No leaders. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you came up with that just for you. That, that was that's what he did. Just for that. Wow. When you guys like um, started, I remember a couple of years ago, we'd, we'd only just started this at around the same time. and um, It's, the, it's we, the trajectory of the same time, isn't it? We, yeah, well, we had, uh, we had Blake um, Kateris on the Kateris, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I was will, will talking to him about the band Flickertail at the time. Mm. And uh, I think they've just broken up. And, and I said to Blake, oh, you know, do you guys know Flickertail or, or anything about him? And they said, well, if you want... Flick your ta- tail on, get the Black Cardinals on because half of them are in that band. <laughs> mm. Is that true? Or false? Oh, I wouldn't say half. Actually, uh, yeah, there's a bit of history uh, with me, Johnny, uh, the other guitarist in the Black Cardinals. Yeah. Um, so back in 2011, I used to play in a band with the, with the old basis of Flick tail at uni. Yeah. And we won the uni band comp and then we needed a singer because at the time we won that competition with no vocalist. It was all instrumental. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Matt uh, O'Callaghan got drunk one night, ran into Liam, Liam the singer of Flickertail, joined joined us and we wrote the like you know, finished writing the rest of the five songs, yeah. started playing and you know, um and then when the drummer had to go back to Japan, uh Liam just basically took Matt and started the bit of sweethearts, yeah, sweethearts. Mm. and then became Flickertail. 
And then yeah. John, and then that's when they replaced. Um, I think it was Coolin with Johnny. Yeah. So yeah, like almost half of like you know, it's it's a really incestuous circle where it's like <laughs> <laughs> half the members of like any like you know half the members in Flickertail were just like in other bands before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I suppose the scene's only so big though, isn't it? Like everyone's gonna play with each other eventually. <laughs> swing each club. Other's oh, that's something I don't agree with. And I'll tell you why, because mm. there's a click. There in Sydney? Oh yeah. Well, I've no, like coming from outside, but coming into it, I'm like, oh, there's a bit. I see it's, it's clickier than Mate, at home. I was in a band pri prior to this called Cigars of the Pharaoh. Great name, by the way. Yeah, it was with one of your mates actually. Which one? Figgy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we won't talk about him. Uh, <laughs> when um when we when I was in that band, I was very aware that there was a music click mm. in Sydney, and if you weren't in that click, you didn't get shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, you know, I'm going to start another band just to prove that there's a click, and I'm going to put people in the click in this band. And I went out and got Eric, and then um then we we had Thomas Bateman, who was from um, Colts of Ice. Yeah. CJ with Colts of Ice, Johnny Flicktail. Next minute, the shows were coming left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. And it was because we were in this clique. Yeah. And I was like, you know, tick that box, and it was a dead set truth. Yeah. It's and like Operation it really Repo, is it? What yeah. they do in America? Whole, like, it was just like yeah. forming a whole unit from just like, just nothing but veterans of the scene. Mm. Yeah. And our, my intentions were to tell these guys why I was doing it. We were starting this because we want to get in this clique. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, you know, I remember sending a, a, a message to Fox Company from when I was with Cigars of the Pharaoh, and it completely ignored oh nice and then i sent him one after when i was in the black cardinals and said see that's why there's a click yeah because now you speak to me before you didn't yeah that's the truth you know yeah it's weird. i mean like like i've i've noticed it so much like it, it, it is apparent it is very apparent oh yeah I've, now because i do this now with hamish that lovely man over there and a couple of others like you notice I'm meeting people that I necessarily wouldn't meet because my band's not in that clique. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's it, but it is. I I don't know if it can be helped because people uh, like their people, and you want to help your mates out all the time. There's you know a massive I mean? ego in this in this scene, and and it's one band member generally, or one band has it, and mm. you know people they attach to it. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's it's just shit. But bit of a cult of personality. It's, it's totally, it's just crap. So you know, we, we're all about trying to give people a go, and mm. we sort of yeah, we're in this clique, but we don't use it now. Yeah, we, we we got our name, and we didn't worry about it. But you know, like we we had people come to shows that we did for like Uncaged Festival. Some kids, you know, they were in this band <laughs> called Paint Job, and they they they're nobodies, and they know that, and they they're just trying to make their way through this scene, and no one will help them. Yeah, so. We give them a show. Yeah. You know, and that's the kind of start that we were, you know, we probably wanted when we were starting off, but it didn't happen. I, I can't remember if we had this conversation with, but it's about like how in, in music, if it weren't done for you, you, a lot of people choose not to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though when you're waiting for, and you want that opportunity and someone to help you out, when you get like, it, I feel like if you don't get it, you're like, no, I definitely will help out. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. like this feeling of not. It's also, it's it, like, you know? it's giving back. In a way, just to like it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's uh giving back like the opportunities you weren't given. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it's about you know spreading the positive energy and like trying to make the live music scene in Sydney a positive thing again instead mm. of this whole, you know, backstabby kind of environment. 
It's very bitter. Yeah, yeah it's very. a very, very bitter, you know, bitter sweethearts. <laughs> it's very, it's a bitter scene and, you know, we've all come from different parts. You know, my mine started in the 90s. Mm. You know, I, I had the record deal and I had all that been a different, complete scene, but I've gone from rolling reel to digital. I've gone from making money to no money and... <laughs> It's been, a, it's been an interesting road. But, you, but you've never been better, Cass. Yeah, you know what? Five kids later and uh, two marriages. And, yeah, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Oh. It's funny because it's been the opposite. It's like years of making no money and I got my first APRA check of like $2. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Keep that. Keep that. Frame yeah, 100%. that. 100%. Yeah, it's Only interesting when you get your first APRA check. Yeah. They used to be a lot bigger. <laughs> It's when you get to the point. I had a, I had one for like nine pound a hole, and I used to earn ten pound an hour, and that was like nine pound for a year of music. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I'm not touching that. And being that broke once, I was like, I might have to cash that check. I <laughs> uh, don't generally check them anymore. You no. know, from the nineties, yeah, they were good back then. And the last one I did was I recorded a dance track for for a guy named Teddy Black, and mm. it got uh, picked up by Sony in in Ibiza. It made me thousands and thousands mm. of dollars, but you know, it was like one stupid track like that, and then you grind away at this and you get fucking three bucks, yeah, versus the thousands I got for that. It's, it, it honest three dollars, <laughs> the most honest three dollars I've ever made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you spent 30 grand trying to make three dollars, <laughs> it would have been close, yeah. It's the cleanest three dollars you can find yeah. in Bankstown, <laughs> untaxed because untaxed. it didn't get the threshold. That's it. <laughs> Did they just send you the coins or? <laughs> yeah. In a parcel. No, when he took it out at FPOS, he had to pay $2.50 from yeah. the ATM. Yeah. So he lost He lost a whole lot. It was all gone. It was all gone. One of those red ATMs. <laughs> oh, I think that's got to be the biggest scene that was those ATMs. Oh, scum, yeah. Scum. So like sound-wise, you know when you, when you start a playing together? Because obviously like you've all played in different bands and been in the clicks and whatever but yeah. did you kind of know did you go into it with like right th who, this is who we want to sound like or did it just end up being the way it is no no we we had a eric and i put the, the band basically together and mm. um the sound was to be very similar and or or close to rival sons and audio slave and yeah nice probably the two biggest influences especially rival sons i uh, hear that actually now that you said yeah, yeah I a little get that, bit yeah. of black crows little black well. crows in there yeah. as well so you know we wanted to keep we wanted to be a heavy blues band. Mm. You know, we didn't want to be just like a poppy blues. We we're after that heavy rock sound and, and that was the inclusion of putting Johnny in with the, the second guitar. That really mm. gave that the heaviness. Um, I've got a vocal, uh, an R&B vocal voice, like a real soulful voice, so we could then play around like in that Black Crows <coughs> type mm. of area as well. So It was um, also like... In 2016, I was diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had a whole oh, bunch wow. of guitars back then. Like, uh, while I was going through chemo, you know, it was just really difficult. I just uh, I thought, that that's it, I'm no longer playing guitar. So I sold all my guitars off. And I just kept the one 335. But during, but like, after t after a while, because I have like the scars of like the uh, rashes and all that, it was giving me nerve damage. So I just could not play guitar for a while. So I sold them. But then <clears throat> after I got out of chemo, I was working like for two years, I was writing all this music and then Cass just hits me up asking, hey, let's form a band. I'm like, great, I got all this material mm. and it just happened to be the right stuff. Yeah. Are you are you okay? Are you in remission? Yeah, I'm yeah. in remission. I'm clear. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm out of remission. Oh, good on you, man. This year. Good on you. Good Thank on you, Eric. That's, yeah. that's crazy, man. It's great news. 
Mm. It is fantastic. And then you add all this material to go into, you know what I mean? Start your new band. That's why the first, like, the first three months, it was just nothing but tracks after tracks. And then the hard work was just trying to figure out what songs we want to keep and mm. what songs we just did not want to work on. We had mm. to put a set together real quick because the first show was... Headlining. You know, it, was, it was a headline. That's right. Yeah, our I, first I show was a headline. I spoke to Jordan at Frankie's and I said, hey, we're ready. And he goes, how ready? He goes, ready four weeks. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> so we had to put eight songs together really quick and we stumbled around at the, at the end trying to finish them and there's three songs that we still sing today that don't have any lyrics. <laughs> still making them up on the spot. I think, I remember you told me, that's the nice we, we played a show together, like a acoustic yeah, yeah. show. Uh, was it Mosh Pets? Yeah, Mosh Pets. Yeah. And uh, you told me that story afterwards. You were like, yeah, that, like a lot of the lyrics can be the same. And I, I did the same. Yeah. I, had, I had the same verse that I'd use in four songs at home. And yeah. no one ever questioned or created it. You mumble it good enough. It's oh, about confidence, yeah. mate. It just yeah. Yeah. I sometimes I always pick someone in the crowd and sing to them. Like, <laughs> I don't even care who it is. It's, if there's a guy in there, I'm just going to slang someone. So, mm. yeah, it's about four songs. Oh, three songs. I still just don't have any lyrics. The chorus is the same, but the rest of it's different every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get they get really road oh, tested. Mate. That's what they get. Like, yeah, the, some of the verses are just you'd be putting the beeper on it if we're in here. They're just, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> very crude. <laughs> have you have you nearly figured them out? Have you nearly mastered them yet? Oh no, <laughs> still I haven't got any words for them. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. I just I think now it's I'm just too far gone. He I, wants I, backing if I put vocals. Words to them, I'd probably forget the words. So, mm. yeah. Cass wants backing vocals. I'm like, just give us the words. I was like, yeah, okay. And that's yeah. been like two years now, man. <laughs> still fucking waiting. I, I think, think the, the backing sorry, vocals are the, the choruses are there though. <laughs> the choruses are the same. I think that's funny when you when you go in to record. Like I used to be like, oh, I'll just write like when I get there. No, no, that's the difference. When we go to recording, they're ready. Yeah. 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 So and anything that's been recorded has lyrics. And it'll just, I'll, I'll just be ironing that out like <laughs> yeah. 24 hours before. My uh, missus got an, an English master's degree. She'll tell Tabby, yeah. you're very good for this. And I'll be like, does this make sense? Yeah. She's I've, like, yes. I've got one of those too at once. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, every time... <laughs> <laughs> Every no, because he's, he's the what Cass is doing. He stepped me up. No, she's no. only my message. He's like, I've no, got no, a no, wife. It's the truth. Every time I write something, it's like, okay, well, now it's live, and now it's going to get recorded. And if it gets recorded, there's every chance that the lyrics are going to get published. Mm. So it doesn't make sense. She vets it. Yeah, you need one of it. You need a proofreader. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. Have to have a proofreader. You have to. And, and I know her brother's uh, got like a degree in linguistics. And mm. So, you know, if I really want to proofread, I could go to him, but he'd probably pull it apart. And yeah. Nope. No good. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, there's nothing in here. <laughs> Makes zero sense. <laughs> now, what's the process for guitar? Uh, what do you mean? <clears throat> we just heard about the refine, refinement program oh. for, for, for lyrics. For lyrics. <laughs> what about yourself? When you, when you write out a, like a, you so know. in my room, <clears throat> there's a guitar rack with like six guitars at the moment. Um, and for me, it's always been like just the key word of playing guitar is the play. Mm. And if you're enjoying it, you know, you eventually hit something that just sounds right to you that you just want to expand on. And most of that is what has become uh, the guitar material for uh, Black Cardinals. Mm. So a lot of the riffs... I just, you know, they're all very blues based, very, you know, I take, I wear my influences on my sleeves, like um, Electric Mary, the Black Crows and all that. And a little bit of Crowbot nowadays, because I'm mucking around with octave pedals. And yeah, it's just kind of, like, if something hits my ear the right way that I feel like it's got a groove, I quickly record it and I bring it to the, uh, to rehearsals. And, you know, we try to give a run through it. 
And <clears throat> I find that kind of like guitar writing most organic because I think for Broken Man, I was sitting on that riff for like three months during lockdown. And then when we finally got out, I was like, Tommy, check this out, our old drummer. And that just came together within like 15 minutes. Mm. It was, we just needed to structure it, lyrics it, and then it was, that was it. Yeah, song tone. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's important to like just get it out sometimes and to just, let's see what happens when we mm. play it. I think, I think bands now, like the, the thing about not just jamming things out. I think lockdown, like with us, became a, we were writing songs in lockdown on, you know, like fucking Logic or like mm. Bang, what, whatever. The, these things I don't understand. <laughs> Pro Pro these, these things you record on, right? Yeah. But we were finishing songs like that. And it, I think that's good. But also, I think if you jam something out in a room and you can really get to, oh no, that is a good part mm. and what works live. Because everything's different when you're playing it live. Yeah, we well. did that once. Oh, no, we actually, we did a film clip in the middle of COVID, mm. which was oh, quite, yes. highly illegal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was our debut film clip for Love on the Rise. And um, there was limits of how many people you could have in a room. I think we had 15, 20 people in my house mm. yeah. filming COVID. No masks. There was no masks then, but it was, uh, it was early. It was makeup. It was like June or July 2020. Yep. Mm. So no one really wore them back then. And the late makeup ladies all had masks on because we had to put like... Um, Latex on, yeah. Like, this is like old, old seniors. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was like um, watching Bad Grandpa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was you know, it was we didn't really write during COVID because we had only just formed. Yeah, yeah. So we had already had this set, but you know, we started to release singles, and and COVID really stuffed us mm. because we just released a song, and next minute that happened. It's also yeah. funny because during that lockdown, I think we were asked to do a. Fangs TV thing. Yeah, we did Fangs yeah, TV. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we had to come up with like a acoustic song, a, 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 just like a acoustic cover, which we did, uh, Have You Ever Seen The Rain? Mm. But that was, we had Johnny with us as well for that one. <clears throat> and that was like, during that, the practice for writing, uh, writing uh, Have You Ever Seen The Ra Rain in acoustic, I started playing the riff for Gravity. And that was like, at least eight months before that became an actual song. Mm. And then, you know, it's just weird hearing it now on Spotify or just playing it live. It was like, that started off as just not as a nothing riff on his on Cass's front porch. Mm. Mm. A couple of the songs that have come out like that, they've been accidents. Generally how the best songs are written. <coughs> yeah, in I my, agree. My opinion. Best kids are accidents as well. Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few of those accidents. <laughs> I know. So when we release this, like this is a little bit behind. This is Father's Day today. And they've just made that joke on Father's Day. Yeah, it is oh. Father's Day. Love you, Dad. <laughs> love my kids. I, I love your dad too as well. Eric. Thanks, man. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good man. <laughs> so what what what's the plan going forward? Like, where are the Black Cardinals in six months? Do you think with without another pandemic? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, all right. So we're releasing um, "Switch Me Off" yeah. in three weeks from yesterday. Three weeks. Yep. Um, Big big launch for us. We've um, we've we're doing that at Highway. We chose smaller venue this time mm. just to put a hundred people in it, keep it nice and tight, and, and have a have a big launch. Um, doing it with uh, like I said before, those th th the kids that we uh, that came up to us and uncaged mm. um, called Paint Job, and um, some of our besties uh, Star Crazy. We've asked oh, them nice to join one, us yeah. as well. Nice. Um, and then 
We are unfortunately lost our representation now. Really? So we're no oh, longer. You, you guys, are you Silverbacks. Silverbacks. Yeah. So Silverbacks oh. finished now, yeah. Well, they're finished with local acts. And yeah, they're like, still doing. They're, they're doing, doing a lot of tributes and overseas yeah. and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. So we're not no representation at the moment, which is uh, something that we've not been used to. Mm. But it's exciting. Uh, but it is, yeah, it is exciting, and we're we're booking shows ourselves, and they're not sort of. So what were Silverback back in the day? What what were, what was their role? There's always been as a, a touring agent. So they were m mainly doing um, uh, tributes and things like that. But then he took on uh, local acts and, and international acts and stuff like that. So, because yeah. I feel like they, they had a good group of bands as well, <coughs> and artists yeah. in there, man. Like we, yeah. we only ever did uh, that John Karabi show, oh, the, the, uh, yes, but that was like the only one, one we ever played with them. Yeah. But because we were, I remember like one of the first conversations I had with my guys was like. We need we need a booking agent. Like you've yeah. got to get one. And I was watching you guys and all the other boys doing like these great shows. And I was like, we need Silver Black. Yeah. And then when I found out that news, I was like, ah, oh, it's not good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that news. Oh, well, I got it over the phone first, and mm. I have a bit of a history with um, what was his name? <laughs> I forgot, I already forgot our name, Danny. Danny. Sorry, Danny. Danny if you're listening. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I had a bit of a history with him over the years with sort of R&B scene. And, mm. um, you know, he, he took us on pretty early in our, our career with, with the Cardinals. And, um, yeah, it was a shock, to be honest. Like we, we had a feeling that things weren't great, but mm. didn't think that we'd lose our ride so quickly. And we were sort of just hitting our straps, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd been put in front of, you know, we toured the Aussie May <laughs> tour. Um, around Uncaged. Australia, and then we did Uncaged, and then Nirvana um, tribute, and then the Nirvana. So we started to hit our hit our stripes with him, and, and you know we were starting to pull some bigger crowds, and yep, it was gone. Yeah, so back to square one. Yeah, because that Uncaged thing was absolutely awesome, man. Mm. The concept and everything. I think yeah. I think I seen you guys. I think you just got back from the Melbourne leg, or maybe yeah. I can't remember. I think no, we it was played the Brisbane leg. We got. Oh, back it was the Brisbane leg, wasn't it? Yeah. And I remember talking to you, Eric, before the gig, and you were like, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was like, get to Horton Pavilion at like nine or something, and then AM. and then yeah. just like, get sorted, mm. sound check, let's go. Yeah, we were on it like midday. Midday, whatever. And, that early. and then we, and then like, we had to catch like a, 5 a.m. or a 6 a.m. Flight, flight to Brisbane. The minute we landed, it was like Maxi Cab straight to Eaton Hills Hotel mm. and just do, do that and then back to back to our hotel uh, to our motel rooms. That's why you're best not sleeping. Yeah. Like I oh did. Oh my god. And then, yeah, <laughs> then we, straight, and drinking then, bourbon at the airport at 5:30 <laughs> in the morning. Still. And then we come back and it's like let's go. We had like maybe a day or two mm. before we did the uh, acoustic unplug show with mm. um, the Grand Union at Mosh Dicks. And during that time, we just did not have the time to like come up with an acoustic set. I didn't have an acoustic guitar at the time, so I had to rock up with my electric guitar and practice amp and just run with it. You just did really well, though. Thank you oh, so you much. Well. Cass, has, Cass has got that good of a voice <laughs> that I'd warmed up before it, and then I heard him sing, and I went, I'm just going to warm up a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Jesus Christ, he can sing. Are you trying to get a date or something? I am, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting a kid out of me, though, I'll tell you that. Hey, yeah, anyone I look at gets pregnant, so just be <laughs> Yeah, man. So, like, I mean, to, to do to, from that run into there, you, you were awesome. So, like, how, how are you finding not having that safety net silverback now? What's it feel know, like? As you said, there, there is some exciting parts of it. For me, it's a bit cringing because, you know, it, that, it, it's a massive help having mm. a touring agent. 
um, to do the thinking for you and put you on the shows that you know we generally can't just go and ring up and get. Oh them. yeah, of course. You know, so you know, I you know I've been reaching around a little bit and <coughs> just reaching trying. I'm not reaching around here. You know, yeah, whatever. You <laughs> I've been uh, emailing uh, a couple of different people now and just seeing what our options are and mm. seeing if we we take on another agent and manager or not or just go on our own, mm. just keep doing what we're doing. Is there nobody else in Sydney that's doing this, like putting together? Agents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's plenty of them around. Um, it's it's just fun, who you want to be with as well. It's about finding a good fit as well. Because yeah, we, we don't fit on all, all the same ones as, you know, Dead City Ruins or, or, or Crookeds or whatever. So, you know, we're, we're all different and we all have mm. different needs. So yeah. it's, it is tricky. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. It's good to have someone captain in the ship as well. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. But... Look, the, it sounds I, like if there's someone out there who wanted to start a side hustle, that would be a good thing to put, yeah, put but together. You've got to be good at it. Yeah. Well. That's the thing. <laughs> you got money. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money and contacts is yeah. the big one. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, you know, like having someone to steer that ship, and I suppose the unfortunate thing, and, and I'm, I put myself in this group as well, is you guys and however, how many bands did they have on the roster? They had Massive. I think they also... Oh, Colosso. Oh, Wicked oh, Things for a while, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Wicked, Wicked Things, things for a while as well, yeah. yeah. There's a, there was a bunch of... The Cassidy... What's her name? Cassidy Parrot or whatever. No, C- she, Cassidy Parrot. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. on it as well. Mm. And she's still on it. So I don't know if he's she, what he's doing. So yeah, He had some... At, at the start, Bad Moon Born were on it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Bad Moon Born. So that they, you know, it started pretty large and then it's just fizzled. Yeah. It was good to have Danny in the room with us every now and then because, you know, whenever... It, yeah, it was good to have a captain of the ship because he'd come, he'd come to certain rehearsals and he would be like, all right, boys, we want you to do this and this and this. And we were able to stick to that schedule. Yeah, we mm. put a yearly schedule. Yeah. And that was a good thing to have those goals. Yeah. You know, it was supposed to be four singles a year. Always, you know, every three months you'd be back in the studio and um, then the tours and, you know, you would be here, there and everywhere. And, just, you know, that was good to have that. Mm. But yeah. it, it started to... You know, uncaged, buckled that. Oh, okay. And I also think that you know? a lot of the population at the time was just really COVID shy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you like, we just did not know when the next lockdown is coming. Mm. And to this day, we still don't. We're, we're living the good life at the moment. But after that second lockdown, right, um, after coming out of that, that the second lockdown just killed so many tours. Yeah. Like halfway through. Yeah. And then you go ahead and announce another uh, like festival with all these big names. Yeah, it looks really tempting, but at the same time, it's just, you know, it's the state of the world. It's all uncertain at yeah. the moment. We lost we lost two, three shows. We, yeah. You know, we lost South South Australia, Perth, and there was the Melbourne one. Yeah. We lost three of them on that Aussie made tour because of COVID. Yeah. You know, we ended up doing... Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney and Brisbane. And that was, that was with, with the, the poor. Because Electric Mary couldn't make it, and then Dead City Ruins couldn't make it, and then... Um, Palace of the King couldn't make it. It's like the, the tour is fizzled. I, yeah. I, I I remember so when when we were on here before Hamish and I hit it off big time. Um, <laughs> there was a we had a conversation about it, and this this would have been no, November twenty one, I think yeah. it was there. And I was like, I can understand why promoters don't want to book festivals and and a bit scared to book mm. anything at the minute because it was so uncertain at that time mm. of what will go yeah. ahead. And it was like something to get announced, and you go, "That sounds great," but will it happen? Yeah, yeah. But there was you plenty know? of tours happening. There was a lot of festivals happening that were 
very fruitful. Mm. It was just what was that? What was the one Scott Morrison was that? Uh, uh, what was that one? Uh, it was probably another Hill no, song. Splendor, Splendor was huge, yeah. and then mm. um, was the one that um, Red Hook did that was next door to where we did the one in Brisbane. Oh yes, what uh, was that? that there was like where we did our, our show at Eaton's Hill for Uncaged. There, there was a paddock, was a paddock next door. Yeah. And it was a massive festival. Mm. And that was oh, the night, I saw that. Yeah, the night yeah. before. Man, that thing had thousands of people. Yeah. And then in Eaton's, there was fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, you had 15 bands or 20 bands yeah. of strong Aussie legends. Yeah. Names with weight and behind them. And pull more than 1,500 people. Did mm. it just not get the mo- like, because for an outsider looking in when the Uncaged thing was happening, it just didn't look like it got like the proper treatment with marketing and things like that. Yeah, I, like it, I, think it's, I think it's also the fact that, um, you know, it's a, rep- yeah, it's a brand new festival that just yeah. got announced when you're going against like, so, um, and festivals with solid history behind them, like Splendor in the yeah. Grass and all that, it's a bit difficult to to market and you know create the hype behind it within a set amount of time compared yeah. to a festival that ha- that's had years yeah. of like you know history and memorabilia yeah. behind it, like Splendor in the Grass and all that. I think I spoke to you, Eric, that that night we played Martian Pairs about it, and I was like, the balls of them to say, "All right, we're going to do this not just in one place." Yeah, I said. I, I understand like the balls that's showing, but mm. at the same time, pick one place, master that, yeah, make well, it make it the name out of itself. I, I wish they kind of a They, yeah. I wish they kind of pitched it as like remember the festival we they used to have in Sydney years ago. I just Soundwave, Soundwave mm. pitched it as the new Soundwave, mm. and made it made made it look like it was going to be the new Soundwave. Then I think it would have went, you know, it would have been a. It's it's all good to criticize that and all, but I. Yeah, at the end of the day, the balls, the cojones. That's massive must balls have. to do yeah, that. Yeah, to do that. Like, like, really, is to be like, big no, ups not to just, the man. Not just one city. We're mm. going to, but it's, you know, it's hard to do anyway, but in COVID, and it's, you know it's what? even harder. As as many things that went wrong in that in that festival, it gave us an opportunity to oh, play huge, with the heroes. Like huge. Wolf Mother, Killing yeah. Heidi, Super Jesus, Super Jesus, massive fans of them in high school. And you know Tex Perkins and all, and oh, what was that? You am I? Yeah. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Do you think the festival will continue? It'll just do the festival, no, not everything no, else. I doubt it. Yeah. What's it's What's done. Andrew Stockdale like, by the way? Andrew us? Stockdale, I I actually t- had a text from him the other week because I talked to him on on Messenger still. Yeah, yeah. We met at like couple of years back but i spoke to him at the uncaged and we had a chat and i actually sent him switch me off oh yeah so um he's he's a lovely guy you know he's very very grounded and yeah um he's very much an introvert yeah like mm. you don't you know there was a it was a good story when we were in F- festival hall in melbourne there was uh, uh andrew and i were standing there and we we're having a chat and this guy just walks past and because we were just standing in the crowd and we we're watching you and i and this guy goes oh my god and he's pointing at andrew like like Andrew, oh Jesus Christ, here we go again. Mm. This guy goes, mate, I'm the biggest fan, and he's like, can I have a photo? And Andrew's like, what now? <laughs> like, yeah, now, and he's he's very awkward. And Fucking you know, watching a show, he's mate. Very <laughs> much an introvert, and yeah. you know that, that's what he's like. Yeah, but you know, loveliest, loveliest guy. Yeah, yeah. um, he was during that entire show, like the Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne shows. He was just lurking around, you know. He'd get there pretty early and just like check out all the other mm. bands. That's so and good as well. To at the know end, of, I think after the Wolf Mother, sh- the last, uh, the last Wolf Mother show, as they closed the festival in Melbourne, it was like I, I've, I've had a few beers and I just like I need to get a photo with him. And mm, I just came yeah. up to him as he was loading. I'm like, can I get a photo, man? Mm. Massive fan. 
I'm part of the black card. I was like, yeah, man. And I took this the most grainy, most fucking <laughs> dirty lens filled yeah. fucking selfie ever. And, it, and like, yeah. And he and then he goes and heads goes ahead and like likes my Instagram and he just like starts liking all the guitar shreds I put on my my fucking Instagram again. I'm like, it feels nice to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Wow. <laughs> no, I think that's the best. Like, you guys got a lot of recognition from doing it and being on that and gives it a mm. lot of like name power because you've been there, you know what I mean, and done that with those mm. bands. So I think like, look, it's a shame to read about Silverback ending, but at least you got some fucking good moments out oh, of it, yeah. you know? 100%. We're not unhappy about that. Nah, that's no. what I mean, man. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame. Uh, look, you know, as, as much as it is, it's it's good to look forward to uh, uh, exciting things that we're doing on our own, especially the uh, the single launch coming up for Switch Me Off. Mm. Um, fourth single, um, you know, which we recorded with Sean Carey at, um, what was it? Church Street. Church Street Studios. Um, or, you know, he, he funnily enough, he was the uh, guitarist for Thirsty Merc. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And... Um, I remember playing Thirsty Merrick songs in high school as well. <laughs> and, you, and you still irritate him by playing him in the Yeah, studio. in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You're an asshole, this guy. He just starts playing summertime and Sean looks at me and just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> Thirsty Merck, as a kid, I grew up in Dubbo and they were like Dubbo's, Dubbo's export. Yeah, so it was, that's it. <laughs> so, it was, um, But yeah, we built up a really good relationship with Sean Carey. Like, he knows exactly what we want to sound like the moment we go in. Like, I remember... Like there's been no recording sessions with Sean Carey that's gone over maybe five or six hours. It's just been in, out, done. And next thing you know, we're listening to the desk mix and we're like, that's it. Oh. Doesn't tell you much with him. He's you know, him and I've been friends long. He he was recording my cigars band and mm. he knows the sound that we want and you know, Eric's right. We go in and we do it and we're probably out of there within six hours. Yeah. That's the whole song done. Mm. And it's, so it's pretty pretty refreshing really it's good that you can work so effectively with them as well that's it's cheaper yeah just when you yeah. Pay for yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah like now that switch me off is done we're just gearing up for that on the 24th of september at highway yeah. and more with uh good friends start crazy and paint job mm. um you know uh, we're selling tickets and it's been fun um this ho- doing this whole thing ourselves like i've learned how to do video editing <laughs> and just like trying to create our own content just mm. to like push a drive and hype behind it. So despite the fact that, yeah, we lost representation, but we're picking up our, a lot of our own skills yeah. on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll play the song after. Yeah. Wouldn't that That's be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Get a little sneak preview. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? You people at home watching this, pay f- pay more money for us. <laughs> and maybe you'll get a listen. Yeah, maybe you'll get a listen. <laughs> before you mentioned that band Paint Job, are they, are they the, they're the same group? That we were talking about before. Yeah, they, and now yeah, they approached me at, yeah, yeah. at Uncaged and I came off stage and I was heavily intoxicated and let's just say other things and um, I was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and this kid got me at the right time. Let's just say that. <laughs> He's like, man, we would love to do a show for you. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'll hug everyone right now. You know, He's like, can we do a show? <laughs> okay, I promised him, yeah. So <laughs> I made a promise and I kept it. So Did they message yeah. you, like, follow oh, up? Like, hey, you. remember me? Man, I said to him, he was there with his dad too. And he's like, I said, if you message me in three hours <laughs> and, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'll give you a show. And like, I was high as a kite, by the way. And, uh, yeah, and then... Um, Shout out that kid's dad. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh my son's going to go down this path. But you yeah. know what? As long That'd as it turns out like him. Yeah. Right, yeah. So <laughs> I, I did get to Brisbane the next morning and again, no sleep. And there that was that Brisbane message. Flight, holy shit. I was like, shit, who's <laughs> this kid? That's good that you've honoured it. Oh, it's you, really you good that you've honoured it. It goes back to everything that we just said 
you know, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. No one gave us a shot, so yeah. we gave them a shot. Now they've got to pull their weight it's a, <clears throat> and it's a, play a show. It's, it's basically how our music also reflects us. It's it's honest. Yeah. And we want to, and we want to be honest with the people that we work with as well. So if, if we say something to someone, but we're going to do something, we we will 100% try and honor that. Yeah. Switch Me Off is, 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 let's call it my confession. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a dark one. It's mm. kind of there, and it's it, it it is a confession. It's me talking about a problem, and and you know lyrically that's where it is. You know musically we we listened to this riff and and said let's do this, and we we all played around with it, and we got it to where it is today. And so it's probably our finest work. Mm. I'm concerned. Oh wow! Most that I feel like that's the best oh. introduction you could give. To <laughs> Before we do wrap up, though, is there anything else you would guys want to tell people to do? Hey, look, if if I'm going to be brutally honest, it, it's support local bands. Mm. Make sure you come out and and give bands like us and you guys and and, and everyone out there, uh, you know, a, a liking or. or or, you know, don't be afraid to pay 15 bucks to watch three bands. You yeah. Know, that $15 goes into not only their livelihood, but it goes into making more music and, and getting them to be able to pay for travel and blah, blah, blah. But support local bands. I've said it for 20 years. I'll keep saying it. And come check us out at Highway Enmore on the 24th um, as we launch our fourth single, Switch Me Off. Almost yeah. forgot the name there. Uh, with Paint Job, Star Crazy. And look, it's going to be a party where it's a celebration of releasing new Australian music. And I think everyone should get behind that. And there's no free tickets, only for these guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take the free tickets. We'll take a freebie anywhere we can get it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, the Black Cardinals, for Thanks coming for in. Thank us. you for everyone at home for watching. Thank you for thank Hamish you. for still allowing me to do this. <laughs>